there and welcome to a special bonus episode of the North County Beat. I'm Kelly Kyle here with Ryan Wolt. As we continue to dive into North County's response to the death of George Floyd and calls to address systemic racism here, we wanted to share this interview. In North County, where the population is predominantly white, one community group is working on ways that white people can responsibly be part of the Black Lives Matter movement. The group, Showing Up for Racial Justice North County, is part of a national organization that explores ways people can be anti-racist, which means they proactively work against racism in their everyday lives. Kelly spoke with two of the group's organizers, Robin Sales and Lisa Vincent, to learn more about their mission. My name is Robin Sales. I've lived in North County for 37 years, and I am the co-leader of the Surge North County group. And I'm Lisa Vincent, and I've lived in North County for four years. I've been a volunteer organizer with Surge for about, uh, I don't know, about six or seven months, maybe. Tell me, what is Surge North County, and why did it get started? Showing Up for Racial Justice as a national organization was founded 10 years ago in response to the racist backlash against the election of Barack Obama. People of color called on white folks to organize other white folks, recognizing that white people have a responsibility to dismantle white supremacy in all of its forms. And it's grown to 125 chapters across the U.S. and Canada. We uh, were following Surge San Diego, and they have an amazing group. They've been around for about five years doing the work in San Diego. And we began in August of last year, 2019, was our first meeting. And we've been going strong ever since. So predating the current um, situation, we've been addressing issues of white supremacy and white privilege since the beginning of our chapter. And we've had speakers from San Diego and North County, black-led organizations, coming to give uh, to educate us about the issues and how we as white accomplices can help them reach their goals of uh, fighting racism. And uh, even though a lot of people say, well, there aren't a lot of black people in North County, and that's true, the population is small. However, there are indigenous and uh, Latino, Latinx organizations up here in North County who have been doing the work for a really long time. So uh, we see our job as to educate white folks. What is the need for white voices in these conversations of racial inequality, especially in an area where the demographics are predominantly white, like in North County? I think it's important for people to understand. um, You know, I don't don't know how familiar people are with Malcolm X, white people especially. Um, But at at the time that that he was alive, there was a lot of uh, white people coming to Malcolm X, asking him, you know, there's a quote by by him in uh, the autobiography by Alex Haley saying, what can sincere white people do? And Malcolm X responded that, you know, he felt that those people were spending too much time in the black community and that they needed to be reaching out into their own white communities to educate them and turn the tide of racism. That's, that's where sincere white people could really accomplish something is in their own communities. And so that's, that's sort of the, the goal for showing up for racial justice is to be able to 
work with people to help them understand what white supremacy is and how they can help turn that around. Why might it not be appropriate to ask black and brown friends and neighbors to explain these issues? There's a a great article that was written by Alana Nicole entitled, For White People Considering Anti-Racism When Your Black Friends and Colleagues Have Had Enough. And it, it kind of explains how these questions can be re-traumatizing. Sometimes they can be unethical or unnecessary. And and if you look at it from the from the standpoint of having having something that has traumatized you and then and then being asked to describe it. You know, whether that whether that be perhaps some kind of an assault or or, or any, any kind of experience that's traumatizing, and then having someone come to you and question you about that experience. It, it can be exhausting for people of color and people who have been subject to abuse and racism to have to then politely and kindly explain to their, their white friends what their experience has been at this. So by staying within our lane and learning about racism and through through our own community through our own white community it takes the burden off of black folks and people of color from having to be re-traumatized and have to politely explain what their experience has been and is that in part why uh showing up for racial justice exists and got started to kind of give a space for white folks who want to help without you know contributing to anybody else's trauma Absolutely. So uh, there's a great book by Robin D'Angelo called White Fragility. And I, I really, really recommend uh, that people who are interested in working working in this movement to read her art, her book. It's actually free PDF online. Um, she she describes the good-bad binary. You know, there's, there's a lot of defensiveness that, that good, nice white people have. They, they don't understand how they could be contributing to racism. And that's Search provides a safe place for, for white people to understand what their role in racism is and without having to be um, messy and allow to have that messy work in a, in a position or a situation where they can feel safe in exploring that. I'd just, I just like to add uh, about that um, book clubs are an excellent way to explore these issues because even though you can read White Fragility or How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi, to learn intellectually about these issues, in a book club or a group discussion, we can challenge each other to be better people. Uh, And this doesn't involve asking uh, black and brown people to tell us how to be better people. This is our work. To do, and uh, it it can't be done individually because it's very you know it's we can be very slippery. We carry that invisible knapsack, as Peggy McIntosh said, of white privilege. We don't even know we're wearing it. What kind of work is your group doing in the racial justice space when it comes to both advocacy and also just discussions, like you just mentioned? We do educational meetings once a month, and we've had all different kinds of speakers come and talk about issues of 
police brutality, you know, policing, uh, how budgets are spent by the city, like the city of San Diego just allocated all this money to the police department and uh, neglecting the community. And then we always ask our presenters, what can we do as white accomplices or allies? And I heard someone recently say the difference between ally and an accomplice. An ally is somebody who wants to, you know, basically stay safe in their home. And certainly during COVID, there are a lot of people who feel that way and are not going to go march. They're not going to put themselves in unsafe situations from their perception. But they can do letter writing. They, they can try to affect policy change at the local, state, and national level. You know, write letters, etc. And then we have calls to action, like, for example, we were asked to show up at the Vista Courthouse to, um, to support, to show support for a person, uh, a person of color who was being treated unfairly by the law. And as our co-founder Andy McLeod always says, I'm not interested in whether a person is innocent or guilty. I'm interested in to make sure they are being treated equitably by the law, just as if I was the, the white defendant, I want a black defendant to have that same treatment. So we show up as accomplices, we educate our people, we motivate people to be anti-racist and to do exploration through discussion groups, book clubs, etc. And uh, it's hard for, honestly, it's really hard for white people to do the work because of white fragility. Um, and that's why we have to understand that the book White Fragility was directed at white progressives. Mm. And, you know, that's the majority of a lot of people in North County who want to do this work are white progressives. And they don't want to see that maybe they do carry, you know, they are part of that white supremacist structure. How has your participation increased? Your uh, The interest that people have in this group, have you seen it increase in the past couple of days or weeks? We started off last August. Our first meeting had 40 people. And they were from all over North County because, you know, we're trying to be inclusive of all North County. And uh, we are located in, you know, when we meet uh, physically, we're in Solana Beach. So, you know, it is difficult. But we had people from, you know, Lisa lives in San Marcos. And we had people from Escondido. We had people from Vista. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of interest in racial justice work prior to the death of George Floyd. And yes, there's been a significant increase in the last couple of weeks of interest. Yeah, yeah we've been tracking tracking the numbers, and we've gone from uh, from about 70 people on our mailing list to over 300. So we've had about a 4,800% increase in interest in our group. <laughs> wow, and that's just in the past few weeks? Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow, yeah, so people are coming out and trying to get more involved with work in this space. People are waking up. Really what we have to say about surge that's really, really important, and Blair Overstreet, who's like our mentor in San Diego, at San Diego Surge, you know, she said the, the purpose of, of our group, of Surge, is to really be support people to organizations of color. You know, we are not the leaders. 
we're taking direction. And that's hard for white people because we're used to being in control. She says, we are here to support people of color-led organizations that work for racial justice. So we are collaborating with the North County branch of the NAACP. And there are some new groups that have popped up in North County that are, we, we collaborate with Homey Up, which is a, a organization for Latinx uh, people in North County. And they've come twice actually to our search meetings to talk to us about what they're doing and how we could support them. So we're taking their lead. We're not the leaders. And we can't, as uh, people brought up in the white supremacy culture, our, our desire and our habits are to take over. And that's not our role now. Thank you both so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you, Kelly. Thanks for having us. Again, that was Robin Sales and Lisa Vincent with Showing Up for Racial Justice North County. Thank you for checking out this short bonus episode of the North County Beat to learn more about what people in this area are doing to talk about race. With Ryan Waltz, I'm Kelly Kyle. Our next full episode is Friday, June 26th. We'll talk to you then.